CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... story is called The Question. We promise you in advance that the question is not a simple one, and the answer is even more complex. Yet it is a question that every human being asks every day, perhaps every hour, even every minute. Asks it not in words, not expecting an answer from anyone in particular, yet it persists, and the waiting and the yearning for the answer persist as well. There is no light. There is no sound. I'm all alone. Who am I? Who am I? Silence. Solitude. Darkness. Poor creatures. They don't know who they are. And they're afraid. drama, The Question, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Elspeth Eric and stars Christopher Tabori. I'll be back shortly with Act One. the question each of us asks birth to death is who am I? It's all very well if you can answer I'm rich or I'm beautiful or I'm famous or I'm successful but even if you could answer I'm the king or I'm the queen or I'm the most powerful person in the world it would not tell you what you most want to know who are you? I'm crouched at the very top of the topmost balcony, waiting for my last glimpse of her. This is the 548th performance of this play, and I've seen all 548 of them. Actually, I've never seen the first act. I've never been able to buy a ticket. But when the people come out during the first intermission, I'd mingle with them and go back in when they do, and nobody ever notices me. Oh, look, look! She's going to say something. She's going to make a speech. A farewell speech. Friends. Good friends. Kind friends. Good, kind, and generous friends. All of you here tonight. And all you others out there in the city who have nourished me with your applause. Who have approved of me and given me heart and courage. I am so grateful to you. If you have been pleased with what I have done here on the stage, then I have been more than pleased with what you have done out there in the audience. I have been supported and sustained. And I... I love you for it. Thank you. Thank you with all my heart. Thank you. I have to see her again. I simply have to. 
Not from the gallery this time, but close up, maybe even face to face. I skidded down the steep stairs, trying not to bump into the others, out onto the street, down the alley to the stage door, inside, and then to the green room where everybody is crowded around her, all telling her how wonderful she is. And she's being gracious and smiling at everyone. Oh, it seems as though they'll never leave. Now, finally, they do. All except one man. The second I see him, I hate him. Well, Mary... Yes, Henry? You're really going through with it? Retirement, you mean? You won't really do it. You'll be back. Heck, Mary, you're an actress. Acting is what I do. It's not what I am. Don't tell me you won't miss your name up in lights. A fuse blows and then where are you? That's a line from some play I did in stock years ago. Mary Mannering starring in... Mary Mannering triumphs in... Mary Mannering a sensation in... Honey, you've got years ahead of you. As many as you want. You can perform till you drop. I used to think that would be so wonderful. A whole life in the theater. A whole life of being somebody else. That's all acting is, you know, putting yourself in someone else's place, throwing yourself away, blotting yourself out, and being a different person. Well, what's wrong with that? I wish I could do it. Everybody wants to do it. Everybody wants to get rid of his own miserable self and be another person, even if it's only for a little while. If I had the talent... And the other thing about acting is, you know how it all comes out. Even if it ends unhappily, tragically, even if you die, at least... You know what the ending is going to be. You don't have to live in a world that's full of shock and surprise and uncertainty. Oh, yes, I thought it would be wonderful to live a life like that. Wasn't it? For a while. Yes, for a long while. There was so little of me to throw away, so much for me to become. It was very exhilarating. What happened to make you change? Did you know that young, untrained homing pigeons do just as well as the old, trained ones? What? It's born in them, you see. Well, what have you got to do with homing pigeons? Did you know that when some Japanese clams were transplanted over here, they still opened and closed according to the tides in Japan? A hundred generations of clams kept the memory of the Japanese tides and obeyed them. Just think of that. Where did you pick up all this stuff about pigeons and clams and all that stuff? It's not stuff. It's all verifiable scientific fact I've been reading. You read too much, that's your trouble. You should get out more. I don't intend to get out at all. Well, what are you going to do? Shut yourself up in a cave or what? Not in a cave. In the house where I was born. Where my mother was born and my grandmother. They all grew up there and so did I. You never told me about any house. I never knew you had one. I haven't been near it since I was a girl. Where is it? At the seashore. But still there. I get bills from time to time from Joshua for repairs he couldn't do himself. Well, who's Joshua? Joshua Billings. He's the caretaker, I guess that's what you'd call him. Anyway, he's looked after the old house for years and years. And you're going to live by yourself in this old place? Why? What for? Oh, Henry. 
Don't you know? No. No, I don't. Why, to remember who I am. What a stupid man. What a dull and sensitive man. What can she see in him? Why does she let him hang around her like that? Asking her all sorts of impertinent questions, making fun of her, sneering at her wonderful ideas. He doesn't understand her. He doesn't understand her at all. But I do. I understand everything about her. My heart aches with love, and I press even closer to the door beyond which she stands. With him. Look here, Mary. How are you going to get to this crazy old house? By train, by bus, and by sand taxi. Why don't I pick you up in the morning and drive you out there in my car? I'm going tonight. You're not. But I am. I've planned it for months. At midnight by yourself to a place you hardly know? I won't hear of it. I won't let you. You won't let me? I tell you what. My car's in the parking lot down the block. I'll go get it. Come back here and park in the alley. You get your makeup off, I'll pick you up and drive you to the shore. If you still insist on going. Oh, I'm going. Well, then let me drive you. What'll your wife say? Uh, you had to bring that up, didn't you? Well, it seemed the obvious thing to bring up. My wife is probably out on the town having a time for herself. She won't even know I'm not home. Or give a hoot where I am. You don't know that. Not for sure. I do know it. And I know it for sure. Henry, I am a very old-fashioned lady. I don't like the idea of running off in the dead of night with a married man. Well, then I'll just take you to the door and leave you, okay? Well, okay. All right. I'll get the car and come right back. I press myself up tight against the wall as the man comes out. He doesn't notice me. And it dawns on me. I'm just a few feet away from the woman I worship and adore. I can meet her. Go in, introduce myself, and talk to her. Tell her everything. But I have a better idea. I sneak past the doorman who never even looks up. I go out the stage door and stand in the alley, waiting. He goes inside the theater. Not knowing exactly what I'm doing or why or what I expect to come of it, I jump inside the big limousine, hop over into the back seat and curl myself up on the floor. After a few minutes, he comes out of the theater and she's with him. Everything will be all right because she has me to protect her. You're insane to stay way out here. Maybe I am. All by yourself? You could be... Oh, there's the house. That old thing? Oh, I wasn't sure I'd remember it, but I do. Oh, I do. That's the house I was born in. That's where I grew up. Stop. Stop the car. This is crazy. How, how do you know you can get in? The door's never locked. Mary. 
Mary, come back here. I'm not going to let you do this. Now, wait a minute. You can't stop me. Please, I'll worry about you. Don't you know that? Who gave you the right to worry about me? I'm going inside. They stand there on the sand. He's holding her, his hand on her arm. Their faces close together. From the window of the car, I can see them clearly in the moonlight. And I can hear them, too. I want to run up to him and tell him to leave her alone. She doesn't need him. She has me. Now I know for a certainty what to do. While they are arguing, I slip out of the car, run up to the front door of the old house, open it, and go inside. Standing in the hall, the house wraps itself around me like a mother's arms. Now I know, in this very instant, I know why I've done everything I've done up to now. I know. And I know I've been right to do it. These portentous words have been ascribed variously to Plato, Pythagoras, Socrates, and at least half a dozen others. Whoever uttered them first, they achieved immortality when they were engraved over the entrance to the Delphic Oracle, the most famous source of wisdom in the ancient world. I'll be back shortly with Act Two. Precept Know Thyself is centuries old, and its message persists to this day, as each of us tries, however clumsily, to follow its counsel. Whoever originated it, I believe that the most satisfying attribution comes to us from the Greek poet writer Juvenal. Born a short while after the start of the Christian epoch, he tells us that it came straight from heaven. Solitude, silence, darkness, and I am filled with fear, standing in the front hall of the old house. Why did I insist on coming here? Why didn't I listen to Henry? Why did I send him back and enter this unfamiliar place alone? Yet, is it really... So unfamiliar. I was born here. I lived here as a child. I sense that it's more familiar to me than my own self. My own self, which I feel on the verge of losing. This is the most wonderful thing that's ever happened to me. What? What did you say? I said... This is the most wonderful thing. What is the most wonderful thing? Meeting you, Miss Mannering. I've seen you in every performance of your play, from the back of the second balcony. How, how... How did you manage to get here? 
I came in the car, the big limousine that belongs to that man. I was in the back seat the whole way. I listened to your conversation. Oh, at least I... I overheard it. I, co I couldn't help overhearing it. I suppose you couldn't. I heard you and him talking backstage before that. That man's in love with you, Miss Mannering. Are you in love with him? He's married, you know. I suppose you overheard that, too. Yes, I, I, I did. And I know he didn't want you to come out here to this house. That's true. This is such a wonderful place. Oh, you think so? Don't you? I hope it'll turn out to be. Oh, it will. I know it will. And it will be wonderful for me, too. You're planning on staying? I have to. You can understand that, can't you? This is the place I've been looking for. And with you here... Oh, I wouldn't bother you, you know. Just being here is enough. This house, and you, and the ocean, and there'll be other things, too. I know there will. And I'll find out what I want to know. And what's that? What is it you want to know? Who I am. That's what you want to know, isn't it? Actually, it is. But don't you think... Shh, shh, shh. Don't talk. What's the matter? Oh, nothing's the matter. Just be quiet. I knew it. I knew it. Knew what? Ah, don't talk. You do hear it, don't you? I... I hear something. Of course you do. Listen. Faster and faster and faster. Go! 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 Oh! It broke. It fell over and broke. What fell over? What broke? And don't talk. Just listen. Oh, now I'm going to be punished. No, you're not. Uh, you heard him, didn't you? On the stairs? I, I... I heard something. He's going to punish me for breaking my rocking horse. Standing there in the dark hall, I wonder what I've got myself into by my impetuous move to this old house. But I heard the frantic creaking of the rocking horse... I heard the crash, the splintering of wood. I heard the heavy footsteps on the stairs. Well, that's that. Oh, what? Uh, what did you say? It's over. I broke my rocking horse, and I got punished, and that's that. Over. Finished. And done with. But you seemed so upset. I was, but I'm not now. I think I'd like to go to sleep. Well, all right. Uh, where do you want to sleep? Uh, I, I, I don't quite know. Anywhere. I'll, I'll just wander around and flop down someplace. Well, all right. I, uh, I think I'll go to bed. Will I see you in the morning? Of course. I told you I'd stay and protect you. Oh, if you hear someone moving around early in the morning, that's the caretaker. His name is Joshua Billings. He stops by here every day. Miss Mannering. Yes, would you... Oh, I, I know it's a lot to ask. It's such a tremendous favor. I, I don't even know if I should bring it up. You've been so kind to me so far. And... What is it? What is this tremendous favor? Would you... Would you let me paint your portrait? What? 
Is that all? Oh, but it's a lot. It would mean so much to me. Do you mind? Why, no, I don't mind. I don't know that there are any, uh, brushes or paints in the house or canvas or anything. Oh, I could just do a sketch. That'd be enough in charcoal or pen and ink, anything. I'll ask Joshua in the morning if there's anything you could use. Then you'll let me? I'm flattered that you want to. Good night. Good night, Miss Mannering. It's all becoming more and more confusing. Confusing, but for some reason not really unsettling. Everything this odd young man has said has seemed reasonable, quite to be expected. And I haven't the heart to refuse him anything. I mount the stairs. The old wood of the banister feels warm to my hand. Familiar. Like an old love returned after 30 years. I'm back. Here is my home. Here is my refuge. Here I was welcomed and cherished and... Yes, loved. And I'm back. I enter the big back bedroom and almost immediately my foot touches something. I reach over and pick it up. Take it to the window. There in the moonlight, holding it in my hand, I stare at it. I'm not even surprised when I see that it's an ear. The ear of a horse. The wooden ear of a rocking horse. Well, Miss Manor, good morning. Joshua, I should have let you know I was coming, but with no telephone and there wasn't time to write, I made up my mind so suddenly. It's been 30 years or more since you've been here. I'm surprised you recognize me, Joshua. No, you haven't changed that much. Um, Joshua, there's something I have to explain to you, if I can. Yes, Miss Marin? There's a, a young man staying in the house. He's a, a fan of mine. Actually, I didn't even know of his existence till I... Well, till I came into the house and found him standing in the front hall... Must have been a shock. As a matter of fact, it wasn't. No? Not after the first second or two. He explained how he got here and why he came. Why did he come? On account of you? Oh, partly, I guess. But uh, then he said, when I asked him that very question, he said to find out what he wanted to know. And what could that be? I asked him, and he said... Who I am. Uh-huh. Don't you think that's an amazing thing to say? Well, especially. It's what everybody wants to know. Joshua, he wants to paint my picture, or at least make a sketch. Are there some materials in the house by any chance? Oh, yes, Miss Mannering. There's some charcoal and some good charcoal paper with a rough laid finish down the cellar. Mm-hmm. I did some sketching for a while, until I took up photography. I didn't know you took pictures. Have you had any luck? I don't know. Haven't had any developed. Too hard to get into town. 
Maybe when you go back, you'll take them and have them printed up? Of course I will. When I go back. I'd like to take a snap of that young man. If he's around. Oh, he'll be around. He'll be doing a sketch of me and you can take a picture of both of us. A feeling of anxiety is beginning to close around me. Everything is so familiar. The house, the rooms, even the furniture is exactly as I remember it. And yet, they're strange to me. They are not familiar. They are hostile. They don't love me. They hate me. And I'm afraid of them. Almost finished, Miss Mannering. Is it going to be a good sketch? I think I'm going to like it. Then I'm sure I will. I put it all down very fast. Almost without stopping. I think the best things are done that way. Don't you? Oh, I don't know. In the theater, we like to rehearse. I'll stop talking so much and finish up. Oh, Joshua. We're just finishing. What happened? What did he do? It's all right. Joshua just took a picture of us. Joshua? I told you about him. He's the caretaker here. But I wasn't ready. I know, I know. I should have waited. But it's all right. Uh, wait a minute. Where are you going? Outside. Don't go. I, uh, I wasn't ready. It's not time. You should have waited. Has he gone? Didn't you see him go? Joshua, I have to tell you. I've never seen him. At all. I've heard him. I've talked to him. I've heard the sounds he heard, but... I've never seen him. I felt so close to him. And so fond of him. Shall we? If you like. Ah, it's quite good. Is it? Don't you want to look at it? I think you'd better. I think you'll be quite surprised. If you want me to. I do. Here, take it. What? This isn't a sketch of me at all. No, it isn't. But I posed for it. The young man drew what was in his head. Who is this woman in the sketch? Who is she? Don't you know? She's your grandmother. I am completely dazed. The blood in my veins seems to be running backwards. My mind has stopped completely. Like a clock that has run down. Everything that has happened. And now... This... see? Perhaps you called it talking out loud to yourself. I think it is likely that you were not simply talking to yourself, that in the recesses of your mind, there was someone who was listening to you. But did that someone ever answer you? 
I'll be back shortly with Act Three. talking to ourselves, are we not? Approving or disapproving, congratulating or condemning, sanctioning or forbidding. Is it too much to say that mixed in with our own words are the words of others, people we know, have known, or hope to know one day? Is the conversation really so one-sided after all? Poor little lady. So confused. So bewildered, so unsure of herself. I feel sorry for her. And I know it's my duty to try and set her straight. But how to do this? How explain to someone who has lived a life of diversion and distraction? How make her understand? But I must do it. I'm the only one who can. Joshua, help me. I'll do my best. Am I going mad? Oh, no, Miss Mannering. You're not going mad. And you mustn't think that you are. What else can I think? I have been talking to a man I couldn't see. I posed for a sketch that turned out to be of someone else. I heard the sound of a rocking horse, footsteps on the stairs. All this... In the house where I was born and raised. The house I thought would welcome me, nourish me, be kind to me. Instead, it's driving me mad. It wouldn't have happened anyplace else. It wouldn't have happened if he hadn't been here. He did this to me. You mean Jamie? Jamie? Who is Jamie? Your grandmother's boy. You mean you knew him? No. But I recognized him the minute I saw him. You say you saw him? Then why didn't I see him? Why is he just a voice to me? Is he a ghost? Is that what he is? Have I been talking to a ghost? I talk to them often. They're all through the house. And do they talk to you? Well, sometimes they do, sometimes not. They're apt to be moody. But that doesn't bother me. There are always others. Even in books. I have a lot of books. And when I'm reading late at night, I see the ghosts of the authors running and skipping between the lines on the pages. It's all so strange, so new. You'll get used to it. But not right away. If I were you, Miss Mannering... I'd go back to your life in the city for a while. That's what I wanted to get away from. I wanted to be alone. <gasps> What's that? What's that sound? Sounded like a machine gun, didn't it? Jamie? Let's go outside, shall we? I feel so sorry for her. It's hard. Till you get used to it and accept it. 
Is he here? Oh, yes, yes. He's here. If only I could see him the way you can. What's that? So, that's it. I heard him. He said... Hush now. Quiet. That's the way it happened. Now I know. What does it mean? Why did he say, now I know? Now he knows how he died. He was shot? In the war. The first big war. When he was 18. Sit down here on the sand, Miss Mannering. And I'll try to tell you about those who die suddenly and violently. Joshua, how do you know so much about Jamie? Who he was, how he died? Well, you see, after he was shot down, your grandmother had only a mother left at home. So she came to the orphanage where I'd been placed. I was about ten years old then. Nobody seemed to want me. But she did? She adopted you? No, she never went that far. But she gave me a home. It was kind. And she talked a lot about Jamie. I think she just wanted a little boy around the house to remember what it was like. She couldn't possibly forget. No. But it made it more real for her. Having me around. Oh, she and I talk about it often. When we run into each other. In the house? Of course. Oh, oh, look down there. Look what's coming down the beach road. Mercy me, what a large automobile. It's Henry. Friend of yours? He drove me down here. I didn't expect him back so soon. Must be pretty fond of you. I suppose he is. Well, aren't you going to speak to him? Should I? He'll ask me to leave here. And what will you say? I don't know. Henry, it's all been very strange from the minute I got here. Tell me about it. You wouldn't believe it. Well, try me. I don't even know that I believe it, but it happened. Anyway, I think it did. What happened? I... I met a, a man. You don't mean that old geezer you were sitting with on the beach? No, no, no. That's Joshua. He's been with the family for years. He's the caretaker here. Then what man are you talking about? A young man. Where is he now? Oh, I, I don't know. Well, did he just take off? I think he's still here in the house. You think? Well, don't you know? He's a ghost, Henry. A ghost? Well, now you're kidding me. No, he was my grandmother's son. 
His name was Jamie. He was killed in the First World War when he was 18 years old. Now, come Joshua told me about it. Mary, sweetheart, you've been listening to an old man's tale. No. I tell you, I talked to him. The minute I stepped inside the house, he spoke to me. What did he look like? I never saw him. What? You never saw him? You talked to him, but you never saw him? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Joshua saw him. And he's seen all the others, too. What all others? You don't understand. You've never talked to a ghost, have you, Henry? No, never. Well, you see? You couldn't possibly understand. All right, that settles it. You're coming back with me. No, I don't know. Mary, the reason I came dashing back down here, I didn't mean to come back so soon. I was waiting for you to come to your senses, but... When I got home last night, I had a talk with my wife, Mary. She wants a divorce. You know what that means. What does it mean? You and I could get married. You could go on working if you wanted to. I'd be proud to have you. But besides your work, you'd have me. What do you say? I don't know. Take my hand. Come on, feel it. It's flesh and blood. It's real. And it's yours, if you want it. I'm making myself a cup of tea. I feel sort of uh, unsettled. I was looking forward to Miss Mannering staying on here for a while. Little by little, I'd introduce her to all my ghosts. Her ghosts. And she'd get to know them. They'd get to know her. Maybe they'd be friends, and maybe not. But they'd know one another. And come to some kind of understanding, maybe. Uh, that's what I'd hoped for. Now, I sit here in the kitchen wondering if I'll spend the rest of my days alone with my ghosts. Till I become a ghost myself. Joshua? Oh, Miss Marion. Care for a cup of tea? Thank you. Uh, talked to your friend, did you? Yes, we talked. I, uh... I tried to tell him, you know, about Jamie and other things. Things you told me. He didn't believe you. No, he didn't. Well, some people got the ability. Some haven't. He thought it was all in my head. Could be he's right. What? After all you've said, you even said you'd seen the ghosts here in the house. You told me. Things in your head are just as real as things you can touch and see and smell and taste and hear. Joshua, I'm going back to the city with him. Uh-huh. I thought maybe you would. I'm a little shaken by everything that's happened here. Not quite ready for it yet, are you? I need to go back to what I know. What I'm used to. 
Mm, I can understand that. But I'll be back. One day soon. I will come back, I promise you. Takes a lot of courage to face up to your ghosts. I guess I haven't got it. Not yet. Uh, not sure I have it myself. You? But you told me you see them. You talk to them. Not quite all of them. Almost. Not quite, though. But I'm still trying. And when you've seen them all... And talk to them all. Then what? Why? Then I'll know who I am. I can't tell if the little lady understands a word of what I'm trying to tell her. She just stares at me as though there must be a meaning in what I'm saying, but she can't quite make out what it is. Well, you can't blame her. I don't know for an absolute certainty that I understand it myself. I just know it. Ah, there's his car starting up. She must have slipped out of the kitchen without me even noticing. Yeah. She's in the car with him. They're ready to go. Oh, my. Oh. I clean forgot to give her those rolls of film to have developed. The picture I took of all the ghosts that live in this house. Oh, no. Now, isn't that too bad? I was looking forward to seeing how they come out. Especially one of them. The one I think is a picture of my mother. My real mother. Walking away from me down the hall. I remember I called out to her. I said, Why don't you love me, mother? What was so bad about me that you couldn't love me? But she didn't answer. So I took her picture. By the past and the people who lived in it. All the things we never said. All the questions we never asked. All the answers we never gave. The things we did and the things we didn't do. The love we gave and the love we withheld. The feelings we expressed and the ones we didn't even know we had. We thought there would always be time for all that. We thought we would live forever. And there would always be time, because we would never die. I'll be back shortly. while I read to you a few lines from a play by Henrik Ibsen called, aptly enough for our purposes, Ghosts. It is not only what we have inherited 
that exists again in us, but all sorts of old dead ideas and beliefs. They are not actually alive in us, but they are dormant, and we can never be rid of them. There must be ghosts all over the world. Our cast included Christopher Tabori, Terry Keene, and Robert Dryden. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time...